talking about the things that make your home service business go. Marketing, finance, systems, people. This is the Fight Club for Business podcast. Makes me that much stronger. Makes me work a little bit harder. Makes me that much wiser. Thanks for making me wiser. Oh, everyone's here. I'm so excited. We're back for Fight Club, the first one of 2021. What a little rhyme there. I didn't even plan that. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, ladies. I'm so excited to be back with you. And we're excited to all be here with you this morning to go ahead and talk about Fight Club and really be able to help you fight for your business even further this year in 2020. We are a group of self-employed industry experts, and we cover four areas of business. So we've got your marketing, your operations management, your employee management, and then money and finances, which everyone always likes to talk about beginning of the year. And I'm sure Megan's definitely going to touch on some fun stuff with that. Um, This is just a casual conversation here to really allow you to pick an area for your business and focus on that this week. This kind of old school fight club today is really going to be focused on planning and goal setting. Some of us have some struggles with it. Some of us do very well with it on the group. So we're really going to, you know, not just talk about goal setting itself, but really talk about our experience with it and our struggles for some of us. So super excited to be with you. My name is Taylor Maroney and I co-own a power washing company in South Florida with my husband. And I also have been in marketing for about five years now. And I'm super excited to say welcome back to Fight Club. Yay. I feel feel so out of practice. (laughs) Hi, guys. I literally literally just woke up, so uh, bear with me. Just working on the coffee. Uh, Good morning. My name is Megan Likes. I am the founder of Bookkeeping Academy Online, where I educate and empower small business owners to know their numbers so that they can live more financially rewarding lives. I've been talking a lot about that over the past, well, probably month, because, you know, 2020 was the year of dumpster fire, and here we are headed into 2021. So, um, I also own like accounting company uh, where I do back office accounting solutions for people in the home service industry who hate numbers and hate money and they just want to outsource it. And I am the co-owner of Jeff Likes Clean Windows and Gutters in Northern California with my husband, Jeff, who really does like clean windows. <laughs> I love it. And good morning, everybody. Michelle Myers from Pink Collars. And we put remote customer service rock stars in your home service business to help you do all the front, back, and sideways office tasks that you may not get to as a business owner. So we are super excited to see you again in 2021, and welcome to Fight Club. And I'm Martha Woodward. Um, I co-founded Quality Driven Software. I have really gotten entrenched in culture and teaching people how to shift their culture. And I own a maid service in neighboring state in Oklahoma. So welcome to Fight Club. I don't know about you, but I am ready to be back and get productive. My kids have been here for four, my adult kids, for four weeks. And uh, I've loved having them here, but time to get going. So I'm glad we're focusing on goals today and uh, productive 2021. Absolutely. Have you guys like started yours? Have you started your own, you know, goals for your businesses just to kind of kick us off with a casual? I've been doing lots of research (laughs) for Michelle. I see some notes. I got some stuff back there. I'm starting. I'm starting. (laughs) Yeah. 
you know, I, I'm doing it different this year. Instead of just writing down my goals, I'm doing a lot of research on how to do it better this year. And I just happened to stumble on a really good podcast that led me into the research. So I'll talk about that more in my segment. Oh, good. Oh, fun. I'm excited. We got, we got stuck. So we, um, Jeff is in a program called Breakthrough Academy and it's been fantastic. I highly recommend it if you feel like you've been a little bit stuck and you're needing like some coaching to get unstuck. But they kept talking about five-year goals and I don't know if anybody else, but like with last year, I was like, we're just trying to survive. Like we're just putting out dumpster fires. And, yes. and I actually hit a couple of kinks and roadblocks with likes accounting over the past couple of weeks. It's like really interesting. I thought I had made it through all the COVID stuff. And then I realized like I didn't start tax season during COVID last year. So I ended it in COVID fine, but starting it is like a totally different thing. So what Jeff and I did is we decided we couldn't think five years out and we were kind of nervous thinking one year out. So we did two year goals. And then that trickled down to personal and then to all of our other businesses. And it was a really cool thing. And the idea is like, if your goals get blown up like they did in 2020, maybe, like you still have time to recover. And uh, so we wrote down all the things we want to do. And then we, we scheduled them out one per month. And Jeff was like, no, I could do like five this month. And I'm like, well, let's just do one a month and see where we get. Um, and it felt really good. So I don't know if that helps anybody else, but for us that mindset shift of I can't see five years in the future, and I don't want to do one year again because that didn't work so well last year. So we did two years. I don't know if that resonates with anybody else. That was kind of fun. Yeah, it's our first year doing ours. So we're like finally, you know, the first start of a new year, getting going, starting goals, starting budgets, Megan, and <laughs> all that fun stuff that we really haven't done before. So it's like a completely new experience for us. And I can definitely tell that there's been like anxiety and like stress surrounding it. And I think something too that I found, I was actually reading um, a devotional of mine and it really resonated with me. And I think it's something that we can bring into business too. And sometimes we focus on these like big, heavy, like life-changing and life-altering goals for like our life and our business. And um, instead of like focusing on those solely, it's really those little moments that lead up to it. And I think that's what we're trying to focus on this year is like you said, Megan, like take it and break it down smaller. Like it's not just like one massive goal that you're working towards. Like, yes, that is what you're doing, but there's probably about 20 to 25 smaller goals that lead you to that massive goal that allows you to like not have that anxiety and stress overwhelming you. Um, so I would say like, that's like the one thing that we're trying to do starting out. So that way we don't uh, immediately give ourselves like horrible anxiety and stress and all that fun stuff that we want to leave in 2020. <laughs> this, this program made us tie back every goal or action that we put on our plan to our why. And our why was tied to our core values. And I'd never done it that in depth, but it actually made us like, it took away that stress of like, well, is this really important or is it something we should really write down? And it was like, well, is it part of our why? And is it going to further our core values and our mission? And then we got really excited about some of the cool things we could do to further our core values within our company. So, oh, why well, think we're going back? It's great. Yeah. Martha, I'm dying to hear about this podcast. I, I saw it like the post, but right. I didn't read the whole post. Let's so. get going because I'm <laughs> All right. Well, we'll start with marketing. Um, kind of a mix of goal setting and planning, in my opinion. Um, yes, you can goal set for marketing. Absolutely. You can set expectations on 
ad spends and budgets and um, what you're expecting to get on that ROI and return and all that fun stuff. But like Megan said, it can be an unpredicting year sometimes like we had in 2020. So I would much rather you plan and then evaluate how you executed your plan. So this kind of incorporates a few different things. Obviously, you've been, if you have been doing marketing, evaluate what you've been doing. If you haven't done this already, I know we talked about this back in December, um, your ROI and figuring out what that return really is for your specific pieces of marketing will help you make this plan. Um, so in making the plan, you incorporate what you've been doing. If you've been doing ads, make sure you discuss your ad spend, where you've been running your ads, how has it been effective? And then if you're planning on running new ads, where are you planning on running them? What is your budget planning on being? And what month do you really wanna start those? I know for us, we actually have seasonal shifts. So right now we're working on shifting into our busy season and adjusting our ad spend accordingly. So we increase during this time frame, and then come summer, normally around May, April, depending on when the snowbirds head back north, that's when we drop back our budget again. So we're mapping out currently today and tomorrow, okay, this is our revenue, or no, excuse me, our revenue, but our budget for Google ad spend for January through April. And it can vary different months. And then from there, we're also evaluating from May through September. And then again, from September through December. So we kind of have three different sections of ad spend we evaluate. And the, the crazy part about Google ads, which if some of you know, it's unpredictable. So there's months that last month we had a budget of over $1,000. We were at 1500. We only spent nine due to the holidays, due to not as many searches coming in. So that's why it's good to really set this plan and then evaluate afterwards. Now going into December of this year, I can say, you know, we really were only close to a thousand. We don't necessarily have to budget 15. We can bring that back a little bit and say, you know, stick to the thousand dollar budget increase if needed. So that's one area of ad spend that a lot of people jump into first, which is your Google ads. Um, there also is your LSA, your local service ads. So your Google guarantee, that's another section that I really highly um, encourage looking into for your area. Um, we technically don't have it yet, but there are a lot of areas throughout the United States that do have it, and it does have a really great ROI. Um, next would be your SEO. So this is something that if you, you may have run your ads on your own, you may have worked with a company, but if you have the inclination and the wanting to do SEO, start to plan on when you wanna hire that marketing company. This is really something I encourage you to think about and plan for because I can speak from experience with our company. We started three years ago and we're really seeing that benefit now from SEO. This is a long-term plan and you need to make sure that you're budgeting, which I'm, again, I'm using a lot of Megan's terms today, <laughs> but you're putting in the budget for knowing that you're not necessarily going to get that investment back right away. So, as you review your plan for marketing, as you look at things, incorporate different types of marketing this year. Maybe it's just one. For us, our new one this year, we're planning on incorporating um, Send Gym. We're super excited about it. Um, that's one area that we'll be able to start, you know, tar targeting um, five rounds in different local um, homes based upon where we're already working. So that's a new investment for us that we're having to plan for. But for you, it might just be adding on Google Ads, and that's totally fine. Make sure you work on your Google Ads management. Know how much you're paying to a company. 
make sure you know what your Google ad budget is. And then from there, be able to evaluate at the end of each quarter. So you have that plan and then evaluate. I love it. Love, love, love. I don't know what's going on on the screen, Martha. Uh, is this a commentary on my outfit? <laughs> I was trying to figure it out too. Somebody commented on your uh, leopardy print. Do you know, oh, like, nice. Men have power ties, you know, like they are going to go into power. And I believe in having a power print as a woman. We have like less of an op. So like it might be your shoes or your shirt. Usually it's more subtle. But I'm on vacation, guys. I'm in Lake Tahoe. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Michelle, Michelle, you were here last year. Like I miss you. Like where are you at, girl? Like you were you were right like in the other part of the lake last year. I know. I miss you too. Uh, Tay, uh, I love that. That was all brilliant. And I think that it's good sound advice for any type of goal setting or evaluating. Thank you, Jeff. And my husband just brought me coffee. Thanks, uh, um, um, I think, I think it's, it's important that we try and plan forward. And when we're talking about a budget, I know it's scary. I know it's not sexy. I know it's not fun. I know everybody hates budgeting, but and happy new year, Denise. Mm -hmm. I love um, but it's important. And I think it's important because it gives you a plan. It gives you an action plan and it gives you an action plan that's written down with good data that's intentional that you can then measure and evaluate like Tay was saying. So if, if you're talking about setting a financial budget for the year, what I like to do is I like to start first with historical expenses. And there might be some people who disagree with me about looking back to the past, but I think it's really important that you get an understanding of what, what are your fixed expenses? Like, what are you stuck with? And what are your variable expenses? What are gonna change as you scale or as you grow? For us, like, we evaluate that based on number of crews. And, and that's really simple for us to think about. Like, okay, per crew, that's gonna increase our vehicle cost or our fuel cost or our labor cost or our, you know, our loaded labor cost. We like to think about, you know, how is everything related to a very simple metric and then we can carry it out. So we start by looking at our expenses. We try and differentiate between what is fixed is gonna be the same regardless of how much we make and what is variable that's gonna change with how much we're making. And then we look at income. And income, we like to start with realistic. And I like to do projections and planning like in every scenario. Um, I've got like worst case, best case, <laughs> middle case, outlier case, like stretching case. And then we kind of find what works for us, right? Um, and so we, we do historical expenses with the variables. And then we, we start with, a, um, with some revenue ideas. And I'm keeping my eye on the bottom line because we, when we did, so we did our 2021 budget back in September. I don't know if I talked, I think I talked about during Fight Club. We, Jeff and I went to Tahoe for the weekend and we set our plan for 2021 back in September. And we, we ran the scenario, like what happens if we add another crew? Or what happens if we add more recurring revenue? What happens if we could fill in these holes? In our business and window cleaning, we have this problem, which Tay's trying to help me solve, but we, we have, Killer months, like December was insane. December was 25% higher than our best month ever, which was December of the previous year, of this year. But then February is just a shit month for us. Like it'll be one quarter or one fifth of what we do in December. So Jeff and I were thinking like, that was a really good problem to look at by month is 
how can we fix February? And then once we try to figure out how to fix February, which you can do with marketing, like Tay said, you can reverse design how to fill up your calendar in February. Then I'm like, well, let's fix August too. And by the time <laughs> Jeff and I were done at the end of the weekend, we were like, we don't want to add another truck. Can't we just figure fix February and August? And so we've been moving in September to fix February because if we did that this month, we might not have enough time to fix February, right? So when we mm -hmm. revisit our budget, like Tay says to do after the end of the quarter, you should really be doing it every month, but let's be real, Jeff and I don't do it every month. We do it once a quarter because it's about all I can get him to do with looking at spreadsheets. <laughs> but when we revisited it, then we were like, well, now that it fixed February, do you want to add a new truck? You know, and it's like, mm -hmm. and when we add the new truck? And it just feels like you have more data and you have more control over these numbers and every number on your budget needs to tell a story. And so, what we've learned to do is we put a comment in every cell. Every line on our budget has a comment, and that comment is in plain English with words. You know, what are we going to do? What are the drivers to change that number? And when are we going to do it? And what I like about our budget is it's by month, and it sounds like a lot of comments and it sounds silly, but it really helps somebody like Jeff, who doesn't like numbers and doesn't like math and definitely doesn't like spreadsheets, because now all of those things are telling a story. And that story is telling us like we have choices and you could add a truck or not add a truck. You could, you could just grow like a month over month from the previous year or not. Like there's mm. no right or wrong way to do this. You just have to do what's right for you. Um, and for me, I, I mean, I think money's fun and I think it's really cool if you can look at 2021 and be like, yeah, we're going to make this much money next year. And then why not? Like if you do all the things that Tay says and you do all the things that you hold yourself accountable, then you will. And another thing is it gives us permission to spend. So Jeff, we have like our equipment budget and, and it's a good time he wants a drone. So that's in the budget, right? He wants his first laptop computer this year, guys. I mean, he hasn't bought it yet, but it might be happening the budget right and <laughs> and it's all these cool discussions about when that might happen or what's going to happen or what's going on so that's what i have to say about budgeting um and and i'm happy to answer any questions that because i know it's not a natural thing and i know it's not a fun thing and I know it's a scary thing i want to tell you that there's no wrong way to do it you just you gotta start and try and then evaluate it don't do a budget once a year and then leave it and not look at it again until next year You've got to be looking at it. I feel like that was a long monologue. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was great, though. <laughs> that was great. Michelle, you're a systems girl. I am. And it's funny because you would think that this would be right up my alley, right? It's a spreadsheet. It's a system. You put all this stuff in. I know, but I struggle with this one. Every year I struggle with it. And... I end up getting something down, but I'm really bad at checking it. And I, I really have committed this year to doing better. And so I put up on my board, there's a bunch of different categories of goals I want to do this year. Um, and I think that that's probably one of my problems is I have so many categories, right, that I get kind of overwhelmed. So um, I did have a VA help me this week. So I am making some progress. So I am putting in my historical budget data from last year, my historical expenses. And that's really helping because I'm seeing kind of the 
swing in my business. And very similarly to you, because we serve home service companies, we do have a seasonality to our company, very similar. Um, we're quiet in certain months and very busy in certain months. And so I'm trying to even those things out too, just um, for all the right reasons, right? Not only for, for money reasons, but for just the people reasons. That's hard on our team when we go such su such massive swings, you know? Right. Um, and so I'm working on that. And I am very similar to you, Megan. I'm in a coaching program called Conquer. And they give us every possible tool. So we have a beautiful template and I'm working on that template and I'm trying to be diligent and I will report back next week how I have done, um, but it's not done yet. But my expenses are in, so that's good. Um, and I'm starting, but I don't know about anybody else, but I really struggle with this one and I don't know what it is. It's really strange for me. I have this block about it and I don't know what it is. So I'm working through it and I'll keep everybody posted. It's scary. It's scary. It's hard, right? Anybody yeah, else have yeah. a block? Michelle, you're not alone. I agree. I mean, you're not? I, I okay, was like, spent months on this five-year thing, and I finally said, screw it. I'm not doing a five-year goal. I can't. Yeah. I won't do it. So, Michelle, I'm going to recommend yeah. this book right off the bat. Please. Because I struggle, too. You know what I'm good about is... Uh, like if I tell you today, oh, I'm going to get this implemented. I'm pretty good at going, all right, here's my idea. I'll get it done in a few days. I'm good at the very short term. I just suck at the long term. And, uh, and those little things that I implement may or may not be related to my big goal I'm supposed to be working on. And, yeah. and I think that's because, uh, again, I, I do like research, I'm finding out. And I think it's because I get kind of a dopamine release from accomplishing something. It feels good. You get those mm -hmm. little wins. And yeah. the bigger long-term things, they take a change in behavior. Mm -hmm. And... I am not good at changing my behavior. I mean, I think we all have <laughs> that. And um, so I ran across this podcast on um, it's Boss Babe is the name okay. of the podcast, which fits really well with us. And yeah. um, it was, I want to say it was in just, you know, a December 2020 podcast and it was about goal setting. And um, okay. the guest is a certified implementer of, from this book. And the book is called uh, Tiny Habits, and it's written by B.J. Fogg. And I'll put that in the comments. Hmm. But uh, anyway, I have started doing some research, listening to his book, and is resonating with me. I think this will be a new favorite book hmm. because it's kind of clicking. Oh, that's why I don't, you know, I get Ooh, stuck. Okay. And so um, to change your behavior, you have to create new habits. So if okay. I want to change the way that I eat, you know, if I want to eat healthier, then I have to put habits in my daily routine that 
make me successful for that, you know, set you up for success. And so he talks about that there's, well, he says three habits. There's an acronym um, and the acronym is MAP. I wanted to make sure I had that right. Um, But then there's also a fourth one. And uh, so I want to tell you what he says, that most of us, just do the motivation part. Like we rely on changing our behavior by being motivated, you know, mm-hmm. motivated to lose weight or motivated to start exercising or motivated to increase our revenue. But he said, you know, that's the majority of what everybody relies on and motivation is very fickle. You, you'll start out motivated, but you know, you go through big peaks and valleys and you can't change behavior relying on just that because motivation is not always going to come through for you. You're not always going to feel like, yeah, let's go exercise. You have to have (laughs) other pieces to the puzzle. Um, The second is ability. So there is motivation is the M ability is the a and ability what that means is you've got to make it as easy as possible so like if we wanted to talk about an eating plan i can't have chips in my house that makes it very difficult for me to stay on the healthy eating plan and just like pre-preparing food and i'm just giving examples but you can you need to look at those things that you're those habits you're trying to instill and is there a way to make those habits easier to do every day? So if that means you've got to have a whiteboard to write things on that's right by your desk or, you know, you just make it as easy to carry out as possible. And then the last one, I'm blanking out. Um, The last one is prompts. So I had heard this in another book. Um, I don't remember the name of the book, but makes perfect sense that, and this is kind of the most important one, is that um, you have to have a trigger for that new habit. You need something that's going to flip the switch on, you know, oh, it's time to do this. And he talks a lot about all of the things that we do automatically, you know, that you have a routine of when you brush your teeth, when you make your bed, if you make your bed. Um, But all of it, you know, what's your routine for washing the dishes and what's your routine? You have routines and those Uh routines are set up by triggers. You know, you did this. Now you do this. So for mm-hmm. example, That's true. I've struggled with journaling my whole career and I know it's important. I know the high achievers really are good about journaling. Tay, I know you're great about journaling. I don't know about mm-hmm. good at it. <laughs> but thank you. So I'm gonna make my trigger my first cup of coffee. I have to pull out that journal. Coffee wow. journal. I have to do it. And uh, so that's an I, that's an example of the triggers. 
you know, you do this, you put on your tennis shoes, you go for a walk. You know, once you put on your tennis shoes, that means you go for a walk. And it just, so set yourself up for success by doing these things. And then lastly, that's not part of that acronym on MAP, um, is that you want to, uh, you want to, um, sorry, have a reward. And the funny thing hmm. is, so I think this is the probably the first thing or first time it's really registered with me about having a reward for accomplishing your habit. So like if you do it for two weeks, you've got a reward or um, and actually they talk about, especially in the beginning, you doing it daily. Like, OK, I wrote a journal even if it's a yay, you know, and you write on the board, Martha, you're awesome. You wrote in your journal, but they, he talks about that dopamine release. And you know, what's mm. for me as I work on shifting people's culture every day. And I talk about reward, how important it is for, you know, self-affirming self, uh motivating all of those things but i do i really suck at mo uh, rewarding myself is celebrating myself i'm really bad at that so that's something that i am implementing as well is that i'm gonna have a routine for how i brag on myself every day when i do these habits at least for the first 30 days and then you know, I may get less, but I don't know. With my track record, I probably shouldn't. <laughs> so hopefully that helps you guys. Um, no, that's great. I love, that. I love it. I yeah, can't awesome. wait to hear that podcast because I am a big, I mean, as you know, the tiny details are where I love. That's where I love. So maybe this tiny habits will actually grab me somehow and hook me into making something something better. Or changing it in some way so that's good i can't wait i'll look for the link <laughs> colin has done a lot of research on implementing mm -hmm. habits he's got looks like a habit couple stacking. of books. habit stacking oh, cool. and oh, automatic cool. habits. Not that one atomic habits atomic habits oh, atomic cool. habits i can't remember the one that i listened to and it was good but you know hmm. sometimes it's just you're in the right place at the right time and when I was listening to this podcast and she was basically kind of doing a summary of the book, I was just captivated. I'm like, oh, my gosh. You know, like the part about the motivation, you cannot bank on motivation. That really hit home. And yeah. and it made me, you know, it, it's Michelle, when you were talking, I thought, OK, we're probably similar in that I beat myself up on, you know, like, why can't you do this? This is yeah. a failure, you know, and I almost don't want to set goals because I don't want to fail. And yes, I work with a coach as well. <laughs> and, um, you know, I, it, so this was helpful. It really was helpful okay, to, to give yourself grace, which I totally believe in 
but also having a method to making your goal achievement more successful. So hmm. I think I love, it, love it, love it, love it. Really big underlying theme in everything we're talking about today. And accountability is just like screaming at me through the screen. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm here, like don't forget about me, accountability. And it's like everything yeah, we're doing is to hold ourselves accountable. And all four of us have coaches. All four of us have taken a step to hold ourselves accountable by having someone else be there to be that person to say, Hey, did you make sure you got this done? Where are we at? How can we shift? How can we adjust to make it better? And that might be something too, that, you know, business owners out there that are listening might want to take a step into next year or this year, I should say, and really move forward with, I know for me, I don't, and I'm sure like Michelle, Megan, you guys can kind of attest to this working with your husband's, it isn't, it's not good to hold each other like accountable when it comes to certain things of the business. Cause then it's putting a divide in that relationship. And it's great for us to have an outside source of accountability. That's holding both of us accountable to the same exact expectations and the same exact goals that we're setting for our business. So I know that was something that was really impactful for me. Um, and allows us to separate that business and relationship um, from one another. Cause we spend hours a day together, 24 hours, <laughs> never apart. And it, yep. it's beautiful. It's amazing. I love every moment of it. I'll never look back, but it's, it's definitely good to have accountability, whether it's yourself holding yourself accountable, whether it's a coach holding you accountable, whether it's, you know, a friend that you can really rely on that can step in and take that role and help. Um, but I think coaching for us was really big this last year. It could just be the Fight Club business group. Like we have this group and the goal of that group is that you don't just listen to us every week, but that you take action. So if you need an accountability partner or if you need somebody to post in that group, say what your goal is, you know, or say what your top three goals are and and we'll follow up with you. I think we're we're trying to help hold people accountable because I think we realize how important that is. Um, and Tay, you, you made me think we, we don't only set business goals and I don't know if anybody else says this, but we, like, I like to set several goals every quarter. Um, but some of them are personal growth goals and those are individual goals. Those are separate from my relationship with my husband or from my businesses. Uh, typically those are like learning a new skill or traveling to a new place or, but goals that, that make me, my heart sing. And I feel like make me a more well-rounded person. Um, and then we have family goals. So. Uh, I, I told the story. I'm thinking about Fight Club Retreat. Are you guys thinking about that? Like we did a lot of this at our at our Breckenridge Retreat. We did goal we did, setting, we did. We, did we did the marketing analytics. We we talked about habits and behavior. Martha, when you were talking, I was thinking, well, that's how you motivate your staff. Everything you were describing, like you just need to turn it on ourselves, right? But the things mm-hmm. you're doing for your staff, we for ourselves. Um, but we do family goals, so uh, it's very embarrassing, but a couple of years ago, my life was very backwards in terms of work-life balance, and Jeff and I made a goal for the quarter that I would have one dinner a week with him. That that was the goal, and that sounds silly, but now we have, like, Tay, we have, like, seven dinners a week together, and it's awesome, you know, but you got to start somewhere. You have to recognize what's going on, um, and I can't remember. I think there's a fourth goal, and I and blinking. I haven't had enough coffee. But does anybody else do other goals aside from the business goals? Does anybody else do family or personal goals? Yeah. I did sure. that I wanted to be more present with my children at dinner because I oftentimes will be continued to think about work or I'll make dinner and I'll sit down 
and I'll get distracted or my phone will go off and I'll sort of, and I really want to keep that line a little bit more firm this year. So that was one of the ones that's on the board. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. John works this weekend. So I'm actually going to finish up the book and then write out my goals this weekend because the kids will also be on their way back. Um, and I need quiet space. And so one of my goals that I know I'm writing out, I just don't know the parameters yet because I need to make it realistic, but I have gotten very tied to my phone and I don't like it. I, you know, like I can't watch a movie and not be on my phone. And I mean, I get it. Some of that is just boredom, but eh, I just, I don't like when you can't control things and I'm not going to say I can't control not picking up my phone, but I'm definitely going to change that. And I, I tell myself it's to be available, you know, to answer questions and things, but <laughs> just like the business, you know, at some, at some point in my maid service, I was like, no, I'm no, I have a life. And after five, unless we set your house on fire, I am not going to worry about that. And um, and so I'm going to set it in their boundaries that I've let lapse myself. It's not anybody else. It's it's me. But I'm going to make some boundaries for myself just to be healthier. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, I think my biggest one this year outside of business is keeping myself healthy and making sure that I'm 100% to be 100% for other people. Cause I think that's something we all tend to forget. Like we'll burn ourselves out individually taking care of <laughs> everyone else, whether it's dogs, family, employees, you know, taking care of equipment, trucks, whatever the case may be, you burn yourself out and then you leave nothing for yourself and you're running on empty. And then that empty tank is trying to fill other people's cups and you just can't do that. There's nothing left to give. So mine's been kind of like a mix of, you know, incorporating fitness, which is something I love. And you guys talked about my journaling, like that's something I'm really big on. And just spending that, um, there is, um, I'm actually in like a fitness program right now with um, Urban Meyer's daughter, Gigi Meyer. And she's awesome in the aspect that she has a power hour every morning. And that's like her hour that she gets to spend, you know, doing her devotional, being intentional with herself, and nothing else can interrupt that hour. That is her hour for herself that she gets to spend to fill her tank and to fill her cup up to be able to give to others through her business of personal fitness. So I think that's something we can all take a, a page from. And as business owners, we're taking care of a lot of other people. You know, all of our businesses are different sizes, but there's still people relying on us at the end of the day. And in order for us to give back to them and make sure that their cups are filled, you have to take that time for yourself. So that's really my big focus this year is taking that intentional time to fill my cup to then be able to take care of others. Cause I'm a giver. So like, I'm always going to give, I'm never not going to be that person, but you got to take care of yourself first. Yep. I love that. That's good. Good stuff. Tay. <laughs> wow. I miss you ladies. Nice. <laughs> No. We, we all 
a legit break from Fight Club. I know our listeners don't know, but we all just kind of took a break and a reset. And this is really good to come back to and a really great way to start 2021. So yeah, you guys are yeah. so smart. I like, I like hanging out with you. So smarter already. <laughs> um, should we do homework? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Because what would accountability be without homework, right? Yeah. <laughs> so um, just a reminder, you don't have to do all four of the homeworks that we're going to dish out to you here shortly. Um, mm -hmm. Pick one. Find some piece of homework that really connects with you. If there was a piece of the conversation today that you need to go back and listen to, kind of take some notes down, focus on that one goal this week to really be able to push your business forward. Um, like we've talked about, make things smaller. Don't make it so grand that you can't feel like you can grasp the concept of what you're working towards. Um, so for marketing, I would like you to break down a monthly plan. Just take each month this year, evaluate to what you know from last year. If you don't have marketing data, just kind of try to put some pieces together as to what type of marketing was able to be done during each month. If you do have data, use that data to your advantage. Um, and then make a marketing budget that you can then translate into your overall budget for your business. Because that's really going to give you an expectation and a plan for your marketing that you can be able to execute month after month. I love it. Um, I, I, it's tempting to say make a budget is my goal, but I understand that that is scary and that I, I want you to do it actually. So I'm not going to say make a budget, even though I think you should. And I'm going to recommend our friend, Dan Plata. Dan Plata has, uh, budgets for like every industry that he's been putting together. So I yes, will drop yeah. into the group, his budgets that he's pre-populated, which is nice. Cause if you're like, I don't know where to start or where I should be, he's got the percentages by industry. So. I'm going to share that with you, but that's not going to be my homework. My homework is to set a financial goal. And if your goal is going to be a top line number, you have to include a bottom line number. So if your goal is, I want to hit a million this year, I need you to say at the bottom, and it's going to be at 10% net profit or 15% net profit or 20% net profit. Okay. So if you're, if your goal is going to be a revenue goal, that's fine, but you have to have a profitability goal tied to it. And one more rule, you have to put how you came up with that number. So there has to be an explanation and a story in height. So if you came up to that number because you made two new hires or you added one crew or you fixed your recurring revenue or you launched a new marketing plan, whatever it is, you, you can't just put down, I need to get to a million. You've got to put your reasoning of why you want to get to a million. You've got to tie it to a bottom line number because revenue is for vanity, profit is for sanity, right? It's got to be tied to a bottom line number. And then I want you to break it up by month because that will be the easiest way for you to track it. So a million divided by 12 and, and every month that's going to be easy for you. And if you need to do it, Jeff does it by day. Jeff can't think about it by month. He can't even think about it by week. He thinks about it by day. So every crew per day makes this much to get to his goal, right? And he needs this many crews to make his goal happen. So breaking it down into a bite-sized piece. And I will... I will write out those steps that I had and I will share the budget worksheets from, from Dan. That's your extra credit. If you want to actually do the budget, you won't regret it. It's amazing. But for now, a financial goal, a reason that you got that goal, a net income because we don't want to do this for free, and then breaking it down. Mm -hmm. 
Sounds good. I love it. That's good. I'm going to follow that one. I'm going to look at all those spreadsheets too, because that's, that's an important one for me. And for systems, I loved what you said, Martha, pick a trigger. I think that's really important. So if you can look at your life this week and pick a trigger that can motivate you to doing one really cool thing that can get you moving towards your goals, whether it be exercise or um, looking at journaling or reading a chapter in a book or listening to a podcast, pick that trigger this week because that'll really help you kind of get off on the right foot. And I'm going to actually pick my own trigger. So I'm going to do my own homework because that's one of the ones that really stuck out to me today is pick a trigger. So that's yeah. your homework. <laughs> and you know, um, I, so I'm kind of giving you two pieces of homework. I mean, it's a given. <laughs> the book that <clears throat> Tiny Habits by BJ Fogg. But I'm going to tell you about something that I'm going to do. Um, for those of you who've been my level up or the Culture First membership, you know I'm a nerd about like having things in front of me. And um, I do a lot of foam po poster boards. I am actually going to do two things. I have a vision board that's a vinyl um, that's on my bathroom mirror and in the office, which I'm in my travel trailer because they are building <laughs> my office. Uh, oh, wow. office. I'm so excited. So, but, excited. Uh, so I'm going to revise those vision boards, but instead of the pictures and the lofty, long-term kind of retirement things, I'm going to redo it for this year. And so it may be just words in those picture slots. And then secondly, what I'm going to do is I'm going to get some poster boards printed, at least one. And what I'm going to do, Michelle, is I'm going to put the trigger and the habit. Mm -hmm. I'm going to put that on a board so it's in front of me every stinking day. And, um, you know, I feel like that's going to do a better job of holding me accountable. So we're, we're all working for it. So, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, constantly learning and I'm, I'm kind of excited about that. It, it is hopeful. I like hope. I love that. That's beautiful. I love it. So good. Wow. Well, what what, what do we, I'm out of practice. What do we do next? Quote. Uh, quote. Quote. <laughs> I did not pick a quote. I am so fired today. I'm so out of uh, practice here. Let me see. <clears throat> I have not picked a quote. Let me see what I can find here that's super cool and awesome. <laughs> because I was uh, working on something while we were talking. I was putting my homework together. I got one for you, Michelle. Oh, you. Okay. You got one? Give it to me, please. I need it's one. From the book. It's oh, yes. The small Perfect. changes that change everything. So make those small habits that will change everything. Love it. Love it. Love it, love it. So good. Well, that was awesome, right? Yeah. We'll be back, we'll be back next week. Yeah. <laughs>
And I, I think, think we might have a guest next week. We, I think we have to look at our Trello board, yeah. but I know Paul Auguste is coming up and I think he's. Oh, Ooh, we have Paul again. Exciting. Oh, yeah. I, I think exciting. that's right. Or is it well, actually we've got Marlo next week? We've got Marlo, is it Marlo? on the twelfth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is Marlo. Yay! It's Marlo. Great. So it. That'll be fun. Love it. Everybody. Yeah, Marlo's a All right. Next Tuesday, 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific. We'll be back. Fight Club for Business. Have all a good right. week, everybody. Yep. Everyone. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Good to see you all. Hey, good to see you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Connect with Fight Club for Business. Join our Facebook group where we have weekly homework, accountabilities, and an awesome community to help you fight for your business. Facebook.com slash Fight Club for, as in the number four, business. Fight Club for Business.